Hey everybody, welcome to Buzzing About Romance. I am Becky, and joining me for this episode is Carolina. Hi, Carolina. Hey, Becky. And Jenny. Hey, Jenny. Hi, Becky. And Heather. Hey, Heather. Hello. Hello. Um, so for like the last week, we've all had like nice warm, except Carolina lives in Florida, so she's always warm. But the, the rest of us that live in the northern half of the U.S. have had nice warm weather. But I saw pictures today. Heather, do you have snow? We for sure got snow today. Um, and yeah, supposed to snow again tomorrow. I mean, it's Minnesota, people. You had 75 degree weather yesterday. We had 85 degrees this week. And then it went to, so talk about like, I mean, that's just the way it goes. That doesn't, yeah. It's water. Our grass will be green for it. That's what we (laughs) tell ourselves. Okay. Um, So as you know, we have added a new segment here at Buzzing About Romance where we give you a book term. Um, Some you might be familiar with. um, Others you might not be. This week I picked a very specific topic because it is a trendy viral word that is happening right now in over on TikTok and everybody's like, not everybody, not everybody. Many are trying to embrace it and claim this word back. Many authors are using it in marketing and promotion of their books. And there are some of us that do not like it. And I felt that we needed to take a minute and talk about this word because some of us have some big feels about this word. Oh, big feels. Obviously, that's big. you. No, and me. Um, <laughs> And you, sister I ha- friend. Okay. I have I have big feels on this word. Okay. So the word we're talking about is smut. And mm. the definition of smut. <laughs> yeah, you should see Heather's face. face. <laughs> um, I feel like I will be... We should. I should have snapped that. Give me that face again, Heather. <laughs> um, Super derogatory. So, That's going to be a meme. The <laughs> face for reaction should be a meme. It should be. Okay, smut. This is sexually vulgar materials. Something that is sexual in a dirty way. Pornographic materials. Uncountable obscene language. And obscenities. Um, and ribaldry. What is that? I didn't look me. that word up. So it is often a writing style that is that is sexually explicit and generally associated with female, basically porn aimed total towards women, porn towards women. The difference between porn and smut, no difference. Porn is smut. Smut is porn. These are definitions from Urban Dictionary, from Webster Dictionary. So... Here's the deal. You are only claiming a word that degrades women and not just women read romance. What about our they's thems? What about the men that are reading and writing romance? By using a word like smut, which is associated fully to female, you're being homophobic and you're discounting all these other people. So even at the bare minimum, the word smut is homophobic based on its definition my in addition to that my problem is i feel this word is derogatory towards the industry 
in the romance of genre, uh, the romance genre, because it devalues the incredible stories that are told within the pages. You, there are, yes, and we talk about it on this. There are some books that we call porn without plot that you just want that. There is that subcategory right. of that, but so many of the stories that we read and books that we talk about on this podcast are so much more than that. Yes, sex is an element of of their story and of the character, and we're here for it, and we're here for the steam and the heat. Mm-hmm. But that's one part of a relationship between two people. And there's so much more value of reading this. Yes, we all read this for escape, but we also learn about different things. Um, we learn about relationships through these stories, how people handle them. Um, we learn about, like, I remember reading, there was, um, which one, it, it's it's a Melissa Foster book with Grant. And- Oh, My True Love. My True Love. You think about an amputee and the, like, he goes, he's a veteran and he loses his leg because of his service and the things that are a result of that and how you know that changes a dynamic in a relationship um even in a new relationship and all the the effects of that you like there's that's just one example and I have like 10 more about them that are it so it's so much more that that I get from reading romance yeah right and also the people that write romance I think about some of the authors that we have had the opportunity to meet and talk with these are very intelligent well-spoken educated people and it discounts everything the work that they do and I just I can't get around that no Jenny thoughts on smut yeah um so I tend to lean towards the like academic logical like train of thought first um before I think emotionally and I mean vulgar is the second word in the definition I don't know how you can reclaim something that like the literal definition is a derogatory Mm -hmm. term Mm -hmm. yep you pick something else so here's my other issue with this so we have generations generations of people that have consumed romance and have learned that the word smut are the penthouse, the playboy, the magazines that are covered in paper or foil plastic wraps that are behind the counter. And if I'm sitting and having a conversation at a coffee shop with another romance reader and I start saying, oh, my God, this was some of the best smut I've ever read. A person sitting at a table close to me hears me say that. Their automatic assumption, because they're not immersed in our romance world, are going to assume that we are having a conversation about pornography, which pornography is fine. Fine. Whatever. People make a living and they watch it. They view it. It, As long as it's consensual. As long as it's consensual, it's fine. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with pornography. What I'm saying is, is we are looking at a whole class of humans that write these amazing stories and we're degrading it. We are taking it down from being 
It's basically like tiering the type of author you are. You write genre fiction and you are up on the fourth step. But if you write quote unquote smut, you're down with, you know, people that promote and write. Not that pornography has a storyline. Spotlight. I mean, pizza. The guy, she's got to write how the pizza delivery guy brings the pizza. I don't know. Um, (laughs) But you're knocking them down steps. And I'm sorry. There is just as much quality in a story by Melissa Foster as there is by a story by James Patterson or by Michael Crate or Janet Ivanovich. Like there is a value in all of these books. And if you put a degrading tag on it, you are devaluating it for the people that write it and the people that consume it. Mm-hmm. I don't think our community should wrap ourselves around that word. I think it's it's like you it's just derogatory. It isn't positive and I feel like so many of these books are it it's about seeing the positives in yourself. It's about being sex positive, it's about being body positive. It's about being in a relationship where you feel safe and valued. And wrapping yourself around that word smut just doesn't encompass any of that. Yeah. Um, it, it is a word that we at the Buzzing About Romance community do not use. This is not a word that we are going to start using and integrating into our show. It's not something we use when chatting in our Discord. It just isn't. Um, it is, you know, like on the other side of that, I will not use the word like love stories. Because for me, it has a negative connotation uh, because the devil himself who writes books has said that he doesn't write romance. He writes love stories. So therefore, I do not. He knows. Yeah. Don't. Well, he's a topic for another day because (laughs) I've already railed. You can do a whole show on him. No, I'm not giving him that time and space. <laughs> I knew she was going to say that. He's the fucking devil. I won't even say his name. I don't even watch the movies. I will be honest and tell you, I don't watch them. I don't either. He's the devil. He's that a very nasty, nasty one. man. That's always, anyway, funny story. Funny story. Somebody found out what I did, you know, like edit books and have this podcast. I swear to God, the first question anybody asks me do you know Colleen Hoover? I read Nicholas Sparks. And I'm just like, Jesus fucking Christ. (laughs) No, we do not read the same thing. No. Anyway. I mean, when they tell me I've read, have you read the Puck series by Helena Hunty? And I'm like, you're my people. You're my people. Come over to this side of the internet. Right. Um, Yeah. I saw a TikTok today that was like a, she had watched she had read one hockey romance book and now she was at a hockey game watching it and like <laughs> and i was like okay she's that this person is our people yeah i mean she if somebody it. tells me the love hypothesis is the most like steamy oh book gosh. they've ever read we aren't the same <laughs> i'm like then don't follow me on instagram we're not like anything i suggest we're not the same um okay so that's the word of the week you know our big feels on it sure it's not the last time you'll hear them um okay so 
On to the episode. On this episode, we are interviewing... Oh my god, we are not interviewing anybody. (laughs) Oh goodness. Okay. On this episode, we are talking about the books and authors we think deserve more hype. In a time that we are seeing certain things becoming trendy with TikTok and BookTok and trendy tropes and titles that we see over and over again that are viral sensations, we felt like we should kind of share with you some books that we think are underrated or not hyped enough that we think more people should be reading because they're actually as good, if not better, than the ones that are trending and viral. Um, So, and here's the other problem that we have. Are you often let down by the bestseller or the viral book talk book? We're going to take some of those popular tropes and tell you books we think deserve more hype. And we're going to highlight some other authors we think more people should be reading. So, guys, what viral books have you read? Here's my, I'm going to answer the question, but not answer the question. Perfect. That's great. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I, a lot of times... Like, I'll see a video, a TikTok, and, like, I'll get, like, ooh, this sounds really intriguing. So I find out what book it is. You know, I save it. I'll look at it later. Or, like, I'll look at it immediately. And I'll go read the blurb. And it is nothing like what the TikTok is. Or you, like, I will read some of, like, the reviews just to get a sense on... Like, I'll see, like, on Goodreads, if people I know have read the book or what other people are saying. Um, And it's like, okay, this, I feel I get that more often. So then I don't end up reading it because you're taking one moment in a book. and, And I get it. Like, there's the marketing part of me understands what you're trying to do because TikTok is very much more about like the steamy or the sensationalized moment in the book. But I, a lot of times I feel like I get the bait and switch more than, unless I know the author, if it's a new to me author, I feel like I get bait and switch because you're taking one moment and then it's this, okay, well, this blurb like is not what I'm being sold in this video. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that to my soul. Um, I think um, this is something we have talked a lot about, and I'm just going to call it out and name it. I think a lot of people on TikTok get books sent to them, and they don't read them. They read the blurb, and they put out a TikTok or whatever, and they don't read the book. So if I promote a book, I 100% read that book. And there's a lot of people over on TikTok. It is coming to light over the last two weeks. There are a lot of people that are considered influencers that are being paid for the placement of that book, the hype of that book on their page. I would say Mm -hmm. probably seven out of 10 times, the hyped titles have been bought and paid for placement. Influencers, stuff like that. We've talked about it previous. I don't think we need to spend any time on it. Um, But there is this power dynamic that's happening between PR and larger book talk accounts that they're getting paid for placement. We don't know all the time if they're being paid for placement, if they're paid to work on that book, 
paid promote that book. So that is something too that I feel is very important for us to say. And it's part of the reason I have not added advertising because that was a question that came up recently about why don't you guys start advertising or accepting advertisers? Clearly buzzing about romance, we are here for the reader. If we are talking about a book, if we are recommending a book, we are critically reviewing that book and we have all read that book. So who's ever talking about it, they'll be honest and say, I haven't read that title yet. Or, oh my God, yes, Becky, I read that title and you're wrong. I've been called wrong many times <laughs> when I love a book or hate a book. Um, and within within the group, we've had disagreements. Somebody will love it and somebody won't oh, yeah. for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. So not every book is for every reader. Right. So um, I just feel like it's important to say that any book that we're talking about or recommending here on Buzzing About Romance, we whoever's talking about it has read it. My Instagram, those are books that I have read. So, um, Jenny, have you read any viral books? I know you have because I've made you. Oh, is it Icebreaker? Yes. By, Anna yeah. Grace. Yes. When I read it, it had like 6,000 reviews already. Um, and most of them were five star. Um, it wasn't a bad book, but it wasn't a great book. It wasn't. It was a decent book for a new author. But um, yeah, that was probably the last viral book I read because I was like, mm, I'm not I'm not playing this game again. So oftentimes, I think, go, ahead. go ahead. I think there's something we run into a challenge with a viral book or a book that like an author who unexpectedly gets the top of the charts because I know we've run into this Becky a few times we ha I think we had a whole season of like us trying to read from the bestseller list and they just fell flat for us yes. um or they were happily for nows not happily ever afters um is that and and especially with trending books and viral books there's an element that you you don't know authors people like just have no control over if it's going to blow up like uh -huh. no but there's people there's elements that you can do from a marketing perspective to try to make it go viral and make it better but there are sometimes that things just shoot through that is pure dumb luck and and I think one of the the biggest reasons we're doing this episode is because there have been times that you know we've read Yes, we've read a few viral books. Um, like now you think a little bit more about it. Um, and they've been good. Well, they've yeah, okay. we read that Elsie Silver book. That's a viral book, the Heartless one. Yep. But it wasn't great. It, it, it wasn't great. And so I, like you feel like there's some times where it just, it's a roll of the dice and a roll of chance. And I think that's one of the reasons I love having our community because either I can text this fine group of ladies or I can jump over to discord and say, okay, who's read this book? Like what's the thoughts? And you can get people who know what you like and don't like, or you know, you have a sense on what they like and don't like and get their opinions on it. So it's always good to have book buddies. It is. Uh -huh. and Go ahead, Jenny. Sometimes that hype gets you like excited for the book or like 
for me, I know at least it like increases my expects expectation. Like I expect it to be a five-star read now um, where like maybe if it was a new author and I picked it up like through an like a regular ad or just like somebody recommended it, I might not have like this high expectation of it being amazing. And then I might feel differently about it when I finish. Yeah. I do think there is, that's a very valid thing. It's been this hyped book and I will pick on the love hypothesis. I will use that. You know, here was a trad pub book that everyone was talking about and that the heroine was smart and the hero was awkward. And it just really had these great characters and these really big dynamics. And it had moved over from fan fiction and it was super spicy. And I was so ecstatic for this book that I actually, before I read it, I pre-ordered a paperback got the paperback or ordered the paperback because I knew it was going to be my top read for the month of September that it was published in. I just knew it based on everything that everyone had been saying. I just knew that this book was going to hit for me. It, it's things I love. And then it didn't. And the spice isn't until 83% and it's one gratuitous scene that meh. And there's all these awkward things and things that would never happen in higher education and it reeks of white privilege and I just was like oh oh and a lot of times I do read the hype books I will be honest when it comes to quick shots I tend to pass the hyped quick shots over to Lindsay and Leah because they can get through them a little easier they'll still be critical but it doesn't make them as grumpy as it makes me um or the rest of us. So you get grumpy. <laughs> we've, we've had a few situations where we have tried to do best-selling books and and you've started it or typically you've started it and you're like, yeah, no, we got to pick something else. Yeah. And there's been like one or one, maybe like 30% of the time I'm like, yeah, Becky, we got to do something else. I'm not feeling this. Yeah. Like, I, and I know that people are disappointed often with these books. And one, yes, we shout out to the influencer that was marketing creative enough to build the hype on this book. But on the other side, as a reader, it feels disingenuous and a letdown to the reading community. And that's how part of this also came about is I look at us as community members. So if you rec or recommend books to anybody, even as a friend, you're, if you are a reader, you're inherently part of the reading community and you need to be a good neighbor. Be a good community member. Don't recommend books you haven't read. And if the book didn't live up to your hype, and even though you've been paid to say that, I don't know. I don't know. It just, mm. I guess you have to pick what's most important to you. And so to me, for buzzing about romance, being a good community member, being honest and truthful about the books that we're reading. That's what's important. Anyway. So have you found any new authors based on viral books? I'm going to take this no. as a no. <laughs> I am. This is my stubborn streak. This is where my stubborn streak comes out is honestly, if it's viral, I stay away from it because I don't think I'm going to like it. Unless there's a lot of hype around a author that I know is solid and always produces really great stuff. But otherwise, 
Yeah. I just kind of wait and see for someone else that I know and trust to read it or okay. pass over it. <laughs> okay. I'll still save. I'll still save books that I see either on Instagram or TikTok. But I, I do. If it's a new to me author, I do a little bit more due diligence before I read it. Um, or like you know, I'll I'll read the blurbs. I read blurbs unlike Becky. Um, and I I do look at reviews of people that I follow. Um, I might ask somebody about it, um, especially if, like, and if it's in KU, I'll take the chance because I'm a, you know, I'm subscribed to KU. Um, but if I have to pay for the book, then that's a whole nother, like, that's totally different. Like, I have to make sure that mm-hmm. somebody I know yes. has read it and has like, yeah, this is good. Or, you know, I'll check the library and see if they have it. Um, but it's a lot different if I have to pay for it. I'm much more critical if I have to pay cash out, right? Agreed. Um, okay. So we have seen some authors who are, again, very smart marketers who have used budword, but budwords, buzz, buzz words. You, you should be able to say that word. I mean, buzzing, buzzing about, about romance, romance, right? They've mm-hmm. used bud word, bu- oh, cheese and buzz. cheese and rice. They have used buzz word trends in order to build hype and promo their books. The latest example of this is the Jacob's Ladder piercing in Megan Quinn's book. It was one small throwaway line in the whole damn book. It's mentioned one time, but there were 87 million promos with her and people she paid to talk about the Jacob's Ladder piercing in this book. One piercing does not make a whole book. No, but people do love them, which is why we have a whole spreadsheet full of... (laughs) We do. Buzzing about romance. And a Google farm that I created for people to submit their accoutrement uh you're seeing so there's that um so this concept of a viral book it is a relatively new trend i would say the original viral book in all of romance landia i would say is actually 50 shades of gray Mm -hmm. but there are some timing elements that come with 50 shades of gray that played into its success It came out with the dawning of iPads. So people could sit and read at poolside and you didn't know what people were reading. Also, the release of such tools as the Nook and the Kindle were coming out along the exact same times. So again, e-readers made it possible to read a book and people didn't know what you were reading. Um, The release of it lined up to spring break. So many, you know, headed to the beach for spring break. They're grabbing the book and reading at poolside while their kids are playing. Um, I would say that was the very first trendy viral book. I mean, it was talked about on the morning shows. It launched into all these different things. It spun off all these other of those types of romances. I mean, we talked about this just last night at book club. Fifty Shades spun off the Crossfire series by Sylvia Dade. We had the For You series by Laura Lynn Page. Um, 
And to this day, we're, uh, you know, some people wrote Fifty Shades of Grey fan fiction and we're seeing those books. Um, and I still think that the Fifty Shades books have an effect on many of the authors that are writing some of our favorite books right now. Um, so the concept isn't super new, but it is kind of new because it's different. Um, the majority of these viral books are not going to be on the New York Times bestsellers list. Well, I, I think it's, the biggest part is that it's um, more accessible to a wide range of authors to become viral. Mm -hmm. More right. people have the opportunity to have a viral book um, than ever before is the biggest right. difference. Yeah, you um, don't have to have like a paid marketing mm -hmm. team per se. So I personally think one of the worst things that has come out of the viral trend of books and authors desperate to have one of their books go viral is the issue of over-troping books. And as I say this, when I was going through my list that we'll go through later, I was looking at certain books like, and we're going to, actually we're going to get to this here in a second, like The Forbidden Trope. Authors were tapped you know, putting that forbidden tag on things. And it was kind of outside of what they would typically write. Like I know for one author at the height of praise by Sarah Kate, everybody was trying to write praise kink books so that their book would be the next one you read next. And a book in a series that I was loving up until that point, this book was the last in that series. And the author tried really hard to hit some of those viral tropes like praise kink, dirty talking, you know, super, super sexy. And she forgot to develop her characters. And the book fell super flat. And it made me very, very sad because it was an author previous that I had loved this whole series, like was hyping it at every turn. And then we get to the last book in the series and it was just... What happened? Or you get into the element of a book's already written and they're trying to market the book and they're trying to fit it within the main tropes that tend to go viral because there are a few core tropes um, that do go viral more often than others, especially on TikTok that they're like oh it has it has this in it like in this one scene or yeah you could kind of consider it this trope because of this but in at the really at the base of the book it's not like they're trying to force it to get to try to make the book go viral mm -hmm. um is the other situation where they're kind of over troping it like yeah. no use it whatever we're not tagging authors in this because it's essentially a review. So if you want to state the author in the trope, the book, talk about it. No, I, I don't um, because there's there's a lot of people that do that. Um, <laughs> I, I It's more of a, it, I go back to that bait and switch. If, if you, if you do that, you're, you end up discrediting yourself with the reader. Yeah. Because I'm like, okay, now now there's an element of like, okay, you've pulled me in, you've intrigued me, I'm going to look at the book, I'm going to look at it, especially if you're a new to me author, I'm going to like, you know, read the read the reviews or read this blurb. And 
if I don't get the sense or even if I, you know, then if I go to end up reading the book or starting the book and it's really not what you're promoting, then you've turned me off. Like maybe, and if I have read you, then there's almost that little, a little bit of mistrust now in, in that experience. Yeah. I feel that. Okay, so let's talk about some things. One of the things we talked about that's gone viral is the idea that there would be genital piercing, not Gentile, genital piercing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a thing that we see in books that is people like to talk about. They like to know about it. Like Heather said, we have a whole Google form where you can submit your book that has it in it um, or a book you've read that has it in it. A couple of ones that I like that I personally have read, Swoon uh, by Lauren Rowe. He has uh, one, I think he has two. I think he has the pubic one and a Prince Albert. Um, what? Correct. Yeah, probably. Um, and let's see here. <laughs> I I did a poll on Instagram these are some that I've not read. Under Lock by Mariana Zapata. That has a genital piercing in it. Um, Now's the Time by Harlow James has piercing. Yeah, that's the one I had on my list. Yep. What else do you guys, what do you guys have on your list? Uh, Perfect Ten by K.M. Newell. Uh, that's a male-male romance. Uh, Pucked Over also has one. Yes, it oh, does. Yeah, that's a nipple. He has nipples, his nipples pierced, which I'd like to know, can you do that in hockey? We talked about this a little bit at book club last night. So I, I, I struggle with that because there's some aftercare and like, you know, hockey players at the professional level really don't, yes, they get a break, you know, but it, they're still working out and practicing and stuff. And like, they have to wear a nut cup. That's not, I know that's not the technical term, but they have to wear a nut cup. Like literally have to. One, a guy, his testicle exploded on the ice This because he got hit there. So, I mean, it. there's some issues with being a hockey player and having your unit pierced. Unit? I mean, I guess that's that's, <laughs> that's a risk you're willing to take, though. I suppose. Correct. Uh, who else do I got? Uh, oh, Jenny, do you have any genital piercings? Um, Finding Forever. It's um book three of the Rolling On series by uh, Amelia Finn. Um, it's an older book. He has a Prince Albert. Um, and he like specifically did it for her. Kristen Callahan has one in her one of her football series. Um, it's um, the sister and the best friend. Yeah, and he's a virgin too. Yeah, he's a virgin. All right, I'm gonna find the name of it. Um, other ones that were recommended: Power Play by Lexi James has one. Hero by Jolie Vines is has one. The Bell, The Boys of Bell Rose by Tate James and Jamin Eve. What's another one? Marie James. Marie James and Ceasefire has one. 
Okay, so, and the we have a Google plan. spreadsheet if you would like more penis wrecking. Penis wrecking. Yeah. <laughs> Why are words so hard tonight? I don't know, but it's getting entertaining. You are on fire. Okay, so now we're going to Good Girl Book Rex. So, what books, Rex, do we have that have the Good Girl reference in them? One that was recent that was well done um, was, and we talk about this author a lot. But uh, Canon by Sawyer Bennett. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, that book. Good. Yeah. He does good girl. Or, like, real early on. I think I yeah. love that. My well, review. that book like, pops at 12%. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it pops with good girl. Yeah, it does. Yeah. I was like, whoa, dirty mouth <laughs> Canon. I am here for this. <laughs> uh, Jenny, do you have any good girl wrecks? So this was hard for me because. I am not a good girl girl <laughs> she's a dirty whore <laughs> um so um his holiday treat by Sarah Bale like was one that you I think you and Heather both recommended so yes yep I read that one that one was good that was good she also in her father Christmas series has like she well she was a bad girl but then she got on the good girl list um where Waves Break by Julia Wolf. It is Light with BDSM and Praise Kink. Bad Daddy by J.D. Hollyfield. And um, Heartless by Elsie Silver also had some good girl pieces in it. That one to me felt like they were put in to hit the trend. It didn't feel as natural. We will also go into some good girl wrecks in our upcoming daddy episode because I got lots of them there. I cannot, that's not, I mean, maybe I don't remember when I read them. Maybe I, I don't know. This is when, when, when I was doing my like prep for this episode, all these categories that we're talking about, like, and I know Becky, we, we came up with some of them and I'm like, oh, we should talk about this. Cause you know, you see the trends and I'm like, okay, I know I've read books with this. And then I go back and I'm like, yeah. I don't label them in my Goodreads. I need to start labeling this in my Goodreads so I can track it. So uh, the good new, like their updated version of Goodreads is so much better because when you go to put in a review, you can just click all your shelves and it goes immediately there. Yeah. So nice job. That's, I mean, maybe we should put a little good girl shelf or something. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I, I created a good girl shelf so I can start tracking this. I do have a good girl shelf. I have some other one. Uh, Dr. Um, the Untouchable. Last Untouchable. And it was the one. It just doesn't work. She forgot to write good characters. Um. Okay, so next. I'm so sad for that theory. I'm so sad. I'm still like really angry and bitter about it. Um, Okay. Next up, the forbidden is also something that trends quite a lot. And for this, we are talking mostly the example of step siblings and ex's dad. Okay. Can I go on a small tangent? Of course. Okay. So this subgenre trope, whatever um can can either be very well written Mm -hmm. or gets creepy and gross 
and there is no middle ground yeah absolute no middle ground like because I was like okay you know what no I think I need a few because this is this isn't stuff that I typically read it's not usually a trope that intrigues me unless Becky says go read it like this book's really good um so I you know I go on and just do a little bit of search see what's available in KU and I read a few that were just like yeah no thank you this is the trope done badly so I think QB Tyler does a really great job with some of the forbidden like she pushes you right to like the edge where you're like "Mm, any further and this is going to be real creep territory I mean like some people like it's a very morally gray line she does a really fantastic job I actually just read one this week of Step Brothers. It's called Florida Fans by Nyla Kay. Um, it is a long book. It is 544 pages. Oosh. Um, and they're like stepbrothers, but like from like seniors in high school, and then they go into college and it kind of centers around OnlyFans, and he's a college football player, and it's just very spicy and very good and you are rooting for these two from the get-go um there are trigger warnings if you have um like some religious trauma stuff maybe stay away from it but it's speller the one i like and it's a little bit older is um can i come over by whitney g mm-hmm. it's a shorter read i don't remember how many pages i think it's like a hundred and something pages um but one of the reasons I like it is they actually develop, um, it's it's not an ex's dad. It's actually um, her dad's best her, friend. Her dad's best friend. Um, and they actually develop a relationship online because she's an author, a writer. Um, and this person's like, they've been emailing back and forth and have had that friendship. Um, and they're, yes, there's the age gap, but there's a mental and emotional relationship of maturity between the two um and then when they when it's revealed that they're the they're um who each other is when he sees it like that's when it's like uh oh this shouldn't happen but there's a connection there first so. i have one too from kelly fox it's in the um Rebel Sky Ranch. It's called Navarro. Mail, mail. Of course, I'm going to give you more mail, mail. <laughs> um, it's a little forbidden, so it's a huge age gap. It's um, an older guy and then his late wife's brother. Mm. Um, and it's very, really good. All the feels. Jenny, do you have any forbidden? Um, I think I wrecked this on the cover episode as well. Wish by Cambria Herbert um, is also male male. Um, they were kind of like raised together. Um, and then he had guardianship over the other guy. Um, so that's that's a little difficult to navigate. Um, <laughs> so I think, too, when we say forbidden, we're talking about things that push the societal norms. Because sometimes we'll get a book that's labeled forbidden and it's not freaking forbidden because they're co-workers and he's the boss. What? And I also think it needs to have. But it's not. (laughs) 
Yeah, it has to have something where like they're struggling with that at least a little bit. Like it doesn't need to be the main yeah. conflict, but, but you have to see them like work through it to be okay with yeah. it. So I'm currently reading Burn With Me by Lucy Smoke. This is Step Siblings. It is a um Icarus retelling duet. Um Blame It On The Tequila by Fiona Cole, Step Siblings. Um, kind of like what Heather's was where they the parents didn't get married till they were late in high school and then they um, reconnect as young adults. Um, Eyes on Me by Sarah Kate, Worse Than Enemies by J.L. Beck. Oh. Okay, so this is where my problem's going to happen. Irresistibly Broken by J.A. Salmon. It's a step-sibling. And it's the book she wrote right after Dr. Untouchable. And it's bad. I DNF'd it. But again, it was an author chasing a trend and forgot to write her good story, in my opinion. In my opinion. I, I mean, I read it as well. It was disjointed. Uh, Dirty Wild Trilogy by Laura Lynn Page. They are step-siblings, and that book has a ton of trauma in it, too. So <laughs> check your content and trigger warnings. Yes, I, I think all of these probably you should check. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the next challenge I gave you was the viral trend of the Dorleen. I found one by accident. But... Okay, Jenny, start us off. What do you got on the Dorleen? <laughs> Friends Without Benefits by Penny Reed. Like more than once. I was, I just happened to, because I'm re-listening for the 10th anniversary. Um, Look at you. Just happened to be a couple leans in there. <laughs> um. Okay. Anybody else have really any? Really good ones. Anybody else have any Dorleans? I don't. Uh, one that you reminded me of was um, Every Shade of Winter by Carrie Elks. Damn, North. Winter, or North. Yeah. North Winter is, makes me love them even more. So Bittersweet Promises by Carrie Ann Ryan has a Dorleen. Um, For the Love of Whiskey by Melissa Foster has a Dorleen. Uh, Drake by Sawyer Bennett. It's a desk lean more than it's a Dorleen. He kind of traps her against her desk and then he has a snack um <laughs> god drake is so hot Jeez, louise i need to listen to that again um and i'm fairly certain he says good girl but if not he dirty talks so much that when he says get on your knees boss i was like oh my god i think my car is gonna explode from the heat <laughs> that book damn that book okay so next part of why we felt like we should do this episode was that we need to recommend books and authors we think other people are sleeping on because we all hear about lucy score and megan quinn and this author and this author and this author. And then you'll say, oh my gosh, I want a cowboy book. And everybody recommends Elsie Silver or, oh, I want Mafia. Oh, you should read Shane Rose. Okay. There are so many other authors out there that are writing just as well, good, just as compelling stories, sometimes better in my opinion, um, that I think as a whole, as a community, we are sleeping on. Now I will say, some of these, if you are part of our Discord or you are part of our Patreon, you might not be sleeping on them because some of these might be authors that 
we talk about incessantly. But just because buzzing about romance is talking about them does not mean on a whole that other people are catching on to them. So um, now we already talked about her like twice. Uh, Carrie and Ryan and Sawyer Bennett or Catherine Cowell. I'm not going to recommend them because all three of them have in the last with their last couple releases made best-selling lists, either Washington Post or have made tops in Amazon. So I think they those are authors to get. We give them plenty of hype. If you're sleeping on them, that's on you, boo. I can't fix you now. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so we aren't going to mention them. But, or I'm not. I don't care if you guys do. Like, you should, but whatever. Um, <laughs> well, you just mentioned them. Right. Um, technically speaking. <laughs> well, they were ones that came up. I asked in Discord, and they're like, oh, who are authors? And I'm like, we talk about them all the time. Yes. Um, okay, so. Yeah, and I was like, I'm not answering your question. Why? Because you were saving them for recording? Yeah. Okay, so why don't you start? Tell us it, an author, a series, or an individual book that people might be sleeping on. Um, so my first author was Allie Styles. I recommend this to Becky like all the time. She does. Um, she has like three main series, but um, her man, I probably could not pick one, but like she's very angsty, as in like they're going through emotional, um, like an emotional upheaval, either like life wise or relationship wise. Um, I just love her books. Um, the Save Me series, she has a co-written one with uh, Hazel James. Um, so that might be another author you might want to check out, too. Okay. Uh, Carolina, give us a book, a series, or an author you think we're sleeping on. Stacey Kennedy. Oh. Everybody should be reading Stacey Kennedy. She has, um, like, Club Sin series she has what's the other club, club phoenix one? club phoenix um, but she's got some cowboys she's and her like her club because we've recently reread some of her club sin stuff it's keeps up like it it's i think it's from like 2014 was the first one yeah in that series and it holds up um and it's not super crazy but she i mean she has some other stuff too if um she writes that is small not, town she writes, she writes small town she's got a great breadth and depth to her backlist so i think more people need a reader i agree with that heather what do you got um i have rl kenderson they have a rendezvous series um book one is called the d appointment it's very spicy very good it's actually set in minneapolis so of course i love that um she's a female lawyer and some girls in the office are like you need to get laid and then they set her up with the d appointment and so it's a three book series and it's all about like one's a judge a female judge and then another one is i think she's a social worker and they're doing all kinds of cool stuff um, in the community with young girls, trying to get them interested in um, law. So there's like some cool parts to that, but very spicy, very good. R.L. Kenderson, they also have some PNR that's really good. Okay. And they're in KU. Um, so for me, I'm going to say Layla Hagen. This is a hill I will die on till the day mm -hmm. I stop breathing. Stop sleeping on Layla Hagen. She has books that are wide. She has mm -hmm. lots of audiobooks. 
And she also has books that are in Kindle Unlimited. And now every book will at minimum be a solid three-star read. Yep. She mm-hmm. writes there. If you're reading Megan Quinn, you should read Layla Hagen. They're better written stories. They are better character development. My problem comes in. The reason I'm not like every book I read by her is at least a four star. She writes a lot of second chance. She writes a lot of friends to lovers. And sometimes those don't work for me. And that's a me problem, but they might work just fine for you. Um, I do think her Bennett family and then this Maxwell family, those are my two absolute favorites of her series that she has going, right? Or Bennett's are complete. Maxwell's are still going. Yeah, she writes a lot of families, which I like because you really Mm -hmm. get you get to dive into what she's writing. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, the world. you get to stay in those worlds. Um. Okay. Uh, Jenny, next. Um, the wrong heart by Jennifer Hartman. Um, it was my top read of twenty twenty one. Um, it just it was unpredictable and a different storyline than I've ever seen before. So. Okay, Heather, what you got? Or Carolina? Sorry, skip Heather. Go to Carolina. I had a circle and then. I don't know. Um, the All In series by Eve Casey. I think more people need to read that. It's a four book, three full length and one novella. Um, I, I mean, it deals with like space tourism, which is intriguing to me. Um, and there's like hospitality. But I also like that every couple is like, there's a lot of diversity, multi- multicultural couples um, within the storyline which I think is great within the series. Within the series. Heather, what do you got? Um, I have Tina Gallagher. She writes, um, she has a really awesome baseball series. It's called the Carolina Wave series. The first book is called On the Mend and it is a single dad, second chance. They have this really great friend group. Um, then the second one is a waste of handsome and it's this player like he's a player player like you know likes the ladies and the PR girl and she's trying to get him in line it's very good it's in Kindle Unlimited she also has a new series that I haven't yet checked out but it's Peaches and Pole so um it's a real body heroin um series again she and Tina Gallagher sweet just very kind just i really like her stuff it's cute love it check her out um if you like small town romances so if you're liking elsie silver and what she writes please stop sleeping on carrie elks read (laughs) carrie elks read the hartson brothers read the salinger brothers read winterville read carrie elks agreed like stop sleeping on her books they have these great characters the angel sand series is really good there's lots of different characters and that takes place on the west coast and she's a delightful human delight absolutely lovely lovely person um okay uh jenny what you got now uh mary frame um she does really good at re- like neurodiverse characters um in an authentic way at least i think so um and i've kind of watched her like 
grow in her authorship. Um, her current series is The Fox Family, um, and it's a small town family romance series. Okay. Uh, Carolina, what you got? Um, I got the next one is Jiffy Kate. They are on my list. Because I feel like they are, their their books for me are either like a guaranteed like four star or five is all of their books. And you, it's, they're like love letters to New Orleans, each one. I mean, you get a little bit of it and I, I love it. Also, they're like amazing humans. They are amazing humans. They're just good, good people. And that comes through in their books. But I also think we get really great characters that are human in their characterization. Like, none of their characters in their books are perfect. They might look perfect to the outside world. But even, like, her their baseball series, those men. Yeah. Not- they each have a little bit. They each have their own flaw. Yeah. The women have their own flaws and battles. But, like, they realize coming together that they're stronger and they're okay and yeah yeah just great books i feel like jiffy kate is really good at um making sure they put their like best effort out there they Mm -hmm. they don't release subpar books like if they're not happy with it they're gonna hold it back until they are yeah i agree with that um heather what you got um do i get another round i gotta no, yeah, Doing we're all, this is only book three, right? I we each I get five. Yeah. Um, I have Marie James, so she has a MC series, she has a Blackbridge Security series, and then she also has this Mission Mercenary series. Um, I'm gonna talk about the Blackbridge series. It's like I think a nine book series in Kindle Unlimited, and it is great. Shot in the Dark is book two. And it's Ren, and he has a bird, and I hate birds, but this bird, Puff Daddy, is amazing. It's kinky. Ren is amazing. It's the whole series. I love the Blackbridge Security Series, and I don't think enough people talk about it. And I think everyone should read it, and then message me, and we'll talk about it. <laughs> um. So if you like Shane Rose's books that are... Almost Mafia, but not fully dark Mafia. You should be reading Aurora Rose Reynolds' Underground King series. It is so good. So good. Strong men, fierce women. Um, there's angst to them. But then I will also give a shout out to The Men of Haven by Renna Morgan, because it's not a complete episode if I'm not, like, hyping Renna Morgan. <laughs> But again, they're these mafia-adjacent books that are such quality books with such great characters, and I can't believe that more people aren't picking them up. And I understand. They are actually both those authors. They're, those two series are wide offerings. So you do have to put money out or find it in your library or find it over on Hoopla. Um, and Aurora Rose Reynolds writes a lot of her books in single point of view, which I know bugs some people too. But Assumption... Book one in the Underground Kings has the absolute best scene ever in all of romance. Like the heroine finds out that he had a girlfriend that slept in his bed. He was not currently sleeping with her. They broke up. But the ex-girlfriend shows up on his doorstep and she pitches his bed out the window onto the ex-girlfriend's car. 
Oh, huh. gosh, that's awesome. Hilarious. This book, like, and so she was a stripper or she was a cocktail waitress in Vegas, but he thinks that she was a stripper and a prostitute. And so she's in Kentucky now hiding out from like a mob killing. And, he, but she was actually going to school to be a nurse. And he's like, listen, I know what you do, but you cannot bring anything from your work home with you. Like, that's not acceptable. <laughs> And she's like, that's fine. He's like, well, what's the name of the place you work? And she's like, I work at Vandy's Belt. Vanderbilt. <laughs> she's a nurse at Vanderbilt. And he doesn't find out till he has to bring someone into the emergency room and he sees her there. I'm telling you, this book, I didn't even spoil half of it. It is so good. That's a- Aurora Rose that? Reynolds, Assumption. And she has an audio, I think it's in Hoopla. Okay, now that I've gone on that little tirade. Um, okay, Jenny, what book next? You got um, two more. Uh, okay, author Allie Winters. Um, I found her through the Smarty Pants romance. She were, she writes in the, like, educated series. Um, they're new adult, college age. Um, I really loved her Smarty Pants books, so I read more of her books. Um, she is currently writing a small town series, like, tiny tiny town um and I kind of describe them as like mac and cheese like they're not like over drama or over angsty but they're just kind of like a comfort good feel read I love that you call them mac and cheese (laughs) (laughs) Carolina too (laughs) Carolina what do you got oh what do I have uh Krista Sandor um is like i freaking die laughing every time like tears running down my face laughing um every time i read her books i love her books just so good she's quirky she's funny her characters are quirky her characters are funny um she has some books that are like like the 300 length and she has a few that are longer much longer and you get a little nervous just go for it they're worth every page like i don't feel like they're she also writes amazing banter yes fantastic banter um okay heather what you got um all right if you like sports series but you kind of want to step outside of i know gas hockey or baseball. Um, Jasmine Miller has a Kings of the Water series. I think I've talked about this like I don't know how many times, but I don't think enough people are reading it. Uh, Fresh Meat is a Secret Baby, and there's uh, sign language, which I taught all my children sign language, so I love that. Also, Fake Start, which is a fake relationship. Hello, with a single mom and brother's best friend. It's just so, so good. She also has the Husband Checklist book, which is awesome. It's a brother's best friend. And this girl is like trying to check off all her husband cat. It's so cute. It's so great. It's a fun read and it's now on audio. I also love Jasmine Miller. So I think everyone should read her. <laughs> um. Okay. So I will say if you want a really close knit family series and you like family and in the interactions, then you absolutely should read Lauren Rose Morgan family series. Um, it starts with the book hero. They're all in Kindle unlimited. She also then spins off into rock stars and I just love Lauren Rowe. I, 
her books are so good. She has her club series. I think actually the club series starts off the Morgan family. It's a trilogy, but these all read on their own. Um, like uh, Rockstar, he, it reads on his own. Hero reads on its yes. own. Ballpeen Hammer reads on their own. Um, and Ballpeen Hammer, he's a sex worker with a reality TV show. And um, yeah. And he, he talks and helps coaches people to give uh, orgasms. And he falls in love with the director of his re- reality TV show. It's such a great book. And it's so funny. Um, and I believe there's a piercing in that one. Now that we say that, I think Balpeen Hammer has a piercing. <laughs> anyway. Okay. That would make sense. It would. Jenny, what do you got now? Um, I saw, um, we'll go with L.H. Causeway. Um, she has co-written a series with Penny Reed quite a while ago, but um, she writes on her own as well. Um, and she, like Penny, she kind of has those like quirky, nerdy characters um, that I seem to love. So Jenny has a type. <laughs> Carolina, what do you got? Last book, series, or author? Um, Mine is, okay, I've made a little subcategory for my last one, and it's going to be multiple author. I'm making my own rules. Shocking. <laughs> Shocking. I've been making my, I'm, making, I'm making my own rules all episode. Mm-hmm. Um. But it's uh, multiple authors because these are all novellas. So if you're in the mood for a novella, these are kind of like my go-to authors. And they're all kind of, I'm stealing Jenny's like mac and cheese feel good um, (laughs) category. Um, So my first one is Hope Ford. She does great stuff Mm -hmm. um, as well as... um, the other one is Sadie King. She's got a great Mountain Man series that's yeah. excellent, easy to get lost in. Um, and then Fiona Davenport, it's a writing duo. Um, they have a Shifter series that's great. They so, also write really sexy, quick and dirty reads too, as Fiona um, Davenport. But I also what I with the other thing that I really like about these three authors is that novellas sometimes can be just all about the like steam and there's no character development um because the author's like well we only have you know however many 50 to 150 pages yeah these three authors get the character development in there in addition to the steam so it's their characters have depth even for a quick read heather Okay, so if you really like low drama um, and like small town great friend group, um, I don't want you to sleep on AJ Truman again. It's male, male, but I just feel like I have to bring it for everyone because no one else recommends them. So please check him out. He is the nicest human. He has a single dad's club, which is one of my favorites. Um, The mayor and the mystery man, I think... um, no, no, we, we did a quick shot on one. the barkeep and the bro. Yeah. Which was delightful. So, delightful. It's so great. Um, it's a fake relationship, friends to lovers. He's trying to run for mayor and he's like this whole campaign thing. It's a hoot. He also has a like a a high school drama, and it's not high school, it's the teachers in the high school, and it is fantastic. Um, 
they have a great friend group there's a college romance he's just great he's in kindle unlimited low drama steamy and just you love the characters yeah um okay last i'm gonna recommend because i'm coming off of my dark era and my daddy era all of those things author adelaide forest she writes dark mafia books. She was in that Heaven and Hell series. We all know how I felt about that. She had a she has some crime syndicate family series. Um, they're dark, they're broody, but they're so well written. Again, check content and trigger warnings on those. She might not be for you, but if you are reading Hunting Adeline, if you're reading um Nicole Fox, or if you're reading Michelle Hurd, check out Adelaide Forest. Her books are really good, and I don't hear enough people talking about them. Um, I did do, like, I asked in the community over on Discord what were some series people were sleeping on, and here's just a few that came up. The O'Malley series by Katie Roberts. It's an older mafia series that was trad pub. It's getting recovered and updated, but um, it's out there, and it's really, really good. Uh, Jennifer Hanks, her DeMarco and Elite Security series, J.E. Parker's Redeeming Love series, uh, Corinne Michaels, lots of people don't feel like Corinne Michaels gets a lot of love, and the Marchetti Mafia series by Charity Farrell was another one that came up in discussion that doesn't get um, a lot of love. Okay, first up, it's that time for Book of the week okay jenny what was your book of the week um i read a lot of books for quick shot so probably wreck and ruin um and we'll drop a quick shot soon we will drop a quick shot soon um heather what's your book of the week oh skip oh me gosh, she guys. said skip me carolina <laughs> what's your book of the week um i have actually been in a reading slump which is really sad. Um, but I am in the middle of The Tryst by um, Lauren Blakely. And I am really liking it a lot. I like that. The series. chemistry is fire. Also, listen for a quick shot of romance coming soon on that one. Um, I have my book of the week. You have a book of the week? What's mm -hmm. your book of the week? Uh, I started uh, Natasha Madison Southern series after our happy hour like immediately that night um, and so I started Southern Chance it's book one and was I halfway through it and did I have to message Natasha and tell her what in the hell are you doing I'm not sure I like Jacob so please someone else read it and let me know I downloaded it it's on my Kindle I downloaded I know it's very, I finished it. It's good. Um, it's very emotional. Okay. It's great series so far. So my book of the week this week is For the Love of Whiskey by Melissa Foster. Uh, this episode drops on Sunday the 22nd or 23rd. Uh, and this book came out on April 19th. It was emotional and unexpected protector and when I say Yellowstone rip vibes, this has the Yellowstone rip vibes. Like, mm. it's the quiet, quiet, strong, sturdy ones you got to watch out for, sisters. And he 
Callahan Cowboy Whiskey. He brings it. He brings it hard. Um, I ordered that one. I can't wait. They also talk about how beefy his thighs are. And I feel like that might have inspired a whole nother episode. Like (laughs) a guy with thick thighs. Everyone's like, God damn it. Now we have to go look at our shelves again. (laughs) Yeah. But don't you like, like, think of the hockey guys with the hockey butts and the thick thighs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm there for it. Anyway, Jenny, you are our Discord maven, and we would love to have more members over on Discord. Give us an update. What's happening over on Discord? Um, We learned how to use the stage on Discord, and it's working. It is. (laughs) Heather's like, what? (laughs) Uh, Watch for announcements of drop-ins. We're hoping to bring some uh narrators and authors over to do interviews on the stage um it's kind of like a confined youtube stream yeah we can we have a little more control over it yeah anything else happening over on the discord um i it's the best place to get like a quick response from somebody because even if it's not Mm -hmm. one of us someone's going to be there yeah. to help okay. you answer your questions or give you a right. Yeah. I, yeah, I have taken off push notifications on all social media and they are no longer on my home screen just because I was wasting a lot of time in my life on social media and job and family and app. But discord is something that is always running in the background of my computer when I'm sitting there or I do check it pretty regularly when I'm at my phone also, you get the daily updates of what's on Jen Ellen's For You page, which is <laughs> delightful. Sometimes we get sister wives. You know, she was on Hog Pig 4-H Talk for a while. Anyway, it's always delight over there. It is. Um, okay, so we have some really great upcoming events in the next couple weeks. Tons of live streams happening over on our YouTube. Make sure you sign up for our newsletter and check out bookcaseandcoffee.com slash events for all of our happenings. We also have a new Patreon member, Susie R. She came to her first book club last night and she loved it. We had a couple other guests come and hang out with our book club and we hope that they'll join us on a more permanent uh basis we enjoyed having new guests over there if you'd like to try out our book club you can just send us an email at bookcase and becky at bookcaseandcoffee.com and we let you try it out once because one of the responses i had this morning was you weren't kidding you guys are a lot are they always that long (laughs) and i'm like yeah mm -hmm. usually 12 31 o'clock i mean sometimes it's duck out people can duck out when they want That's what I told them. I said, you don't have to stay the whole time. You can easily like, you know, when we're done it with the first half that talked about the book, you can, you know, head out. You don't have to stay around for the chaos because sometimes it's a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So make sure you check out our on the shelf show notes where we will have a full list of all the books that we recommended here on this episode right within the show notes. There will be no extra clicks That's for you, Jen Ellen. I'm making it easier for you to find the books so you know what to read. Right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Until next time, everyone. Happy reading. Find us on Instagram at buzzingaboutromance or on Twitter at buzzingromance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. 
If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes.